It means no worry. Oh, we started. For the rest of your day. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi, guys. Welcome back to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Jordan. And I'm Jordan, and this is the Back to Eden podcast. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We are so, 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 so excited um, to be with you guys again. Um, just giving you guys a little bit of wisdom, a little bit of insight. And yeah, we're just I'm so... Because I made that gulp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm drinking me some coffee. A nice cup of joe. Um, yeah, we're just so grateful that we're able to inspire and influence um you the guys youth. yes yeah like, loving this we i just loving the interaction loving the support, loving the support. Like, like it's just really buzz it's, it's really buzz i love it it's everything that i imagined and more mm-hmm. so like we're just so grateful for you guys so thank y'all thank you so much for showing so much heart. love so much support mm-hmm. um we're gonna definitely keep going um you guys have definitely you know motivated motivated us to keep going right so yeah, so for this podcast, we will be talking about salvation. 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 What's the song that's about salvation? Salvation. No. That's my girl. I was going to find something. <laughs> Sorry. So on the podcast, we're going to be starting a new, um, <clears throat> not like a new segment, but like a new staple for the podcast where we have like a key verse for each podcast. So the pod the um for key verse for this podcast is John 3:16. Where it says, "For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life." Amen. John 3:16. Amen. Okay, so salvation. Where should we start with salvation? Mm. What is salvation? What is salvation to you? Um, salvation for me is being saved or rescued from um harm mm-hmm. from something unsafe mm-hmm. in a spiritual sense, being saved from eternal damnation. Mm, very good. Um, to me, salvation, I would say, um, Salvation, obviously, being saved, um, being restored, and being brought to a place of complete completeness. Mm. That's what I would say. Salvation is to me, mm. and and that's in every aspect. Whether it's in to me, salvation is more spiritual than natural. So I don't see it in a natural way. Yeah, I feel the same. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like that. In all, in all, is just to be complete with God. That's what I feel like salvation is. Mm-hmm. And to truly believe and trust in God, that's what I believe salvation is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, I believe salvation is being one and being like God. Mm. Um, Genesis one twenty six says, God made men in his image. Yeah. So we are to be a direct reflection of who God is. And the only way that we can become that direct reflection is by salvation. Yeah, for sure. So um, I really want to get into why salvation was needed. Mm-hmm. 
some people don't know the story, but it's a pretty common story when um, conversations of the Bible come up. Mm-hmm. And that's the story of Adam and Eve. So I'm going to get into that. <clears throat> if you want to read more about the story of Adam and Eve, um, I know we'll definitely be bringing them up when we talk about relationships because they were like the first model of a man and woman relationship in the Bible. Um, but if you want to hear more about their story, um, it's going to be in Genesis 2 and 3. So just a rundown of what happened with Adam and Eve. Um, God made Adam after the creation of the earth. Um, every every detail about the earth, like the water, the land, the sea, the animals, then he created man. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam was the first man, and later he created Eve. The only rule, the only thing that Adam and Eve needed to follow was to not eat of the tree of life. The mm-hmm. tree of the the knowledge of good and evil is always like a tongue twister for me. Um, he said, do not eat of this tree. You can have fruit off of any other tree in the garden except for this one. Mm-hmm. Mind you, they're in gar- the Garden of Eden. It's absolutely beautiful. There's trees everywhere in mm-hmm. the garden. Like they they went without lacking. Right. So I don't know, like every time like I start talking, like I just anyways. Maybe it's the spirit. That's what it was given. Question the tree of life <clears throat> is the tree of knowledge of, of the knowledge of good and evil? Or is, is it two different? It's actually two different ones. Okay. So there's the tree of life and then there's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right. Um, so, um, Eve was then tempted by the serpent, mm-hmm. which was in the form of the devil. Right. What well, tempted the devil in the form of the serpent. But yeah. yeah, that's what I meant to say. I'm sorry. That's it's what okay. I meant to we, say. We got you. I got you. <laughs> um, the serpent came and tempted Eve mm-hmm. and she took and ate the fruit. And not only did she eat the fruit, but Adam ate it as well. Yeah. Um, they hid from God. God came looking for them and, um, God asked them, why were they hiding? Adam said, God, we're naked. I I would be ashamed if you see me naked. Mm. God then said, who told you you were naked? So then, like, he already knew that they ate from the tree. But Adam's answer just confirmed that they actually ate from the tree. And that's what I was going to say. You know that moment, like, when you, um, y'all know, when y'all be about to go check somebody about something y'all already know. (laughs) And you're going to ask them, like, so did you such, 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 such? And they're like, hmm, I'm like, I know the answer. I'm just waiting for you to tell to me. To tell me. So that's definitely what was going on right there. Mm-hmm. They was like, he like, um, I know, but are you going to tell me what I know? <laughs> yeah, you can tell me. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day. So um, since they were disobedient um, of God. One thing that I didn't add at the beginning, when God gave them this warning to not eat from this tree, mm-hmm. he told them they would surely die. Mm. Like they would die if they ate from the tree. They ate from it anyway. And instead of God killing them, mm. he um, clothed them with animal skins and sent them on their way outside of the Garden of Eden. So that also serves as like God's first sign of grace to humanity. Mm. which we see in the bible um so yeah that's how evil was introduced into the world evil equals sin so that's how sin was introduced into the world and why we need salvation now Mm -hmm. um in the old testament 
the way that um, believers would um, repent of their sins was through animal sacrifices, either with lambs, depending on how rich or poor the family was. Mm -hmm. Um, It could have been doves, like any sort of animal. Um, They would offer that offering up to God and they would um, they would repent for their sins. Um, Them killing an animal was just showing to God how repentant they were. It had nothing with God being like, oh, I love animal sacrifices because that's the world like really thinks that we're in a cult. Mm -hmm. It's like they think that God is just like a God of um, war and um, just evil, evil stuff. But that's not the case. Um, Animal sacrifices was allowed by God because he know he knew that um, humans needed a way to show him that they were repentant for what sins they were committing. Mm -hmm. So as time progressed, progressed, um, animal sacrifices became really corrupted and it took an evil turn. So God wanted a a more pure and sacred um, offering that would just really be more permanent than animal sacrifices. And that's where Jesus comes in. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's my little spill on the Old Testament and why sin was really introduced into the world. And we were saved by grace when Jesus came and died mm-hmm. on Christ and gave us salvation. <clears throat> um, so as for me, what I had in regards as uh, an example was John 4 and 13. Well, actually I have multiple in John, but that's because we, our Bible study group is reading in John right now. So I just use some of the things that I learned within our readings. Um, but like I said, the first one is John 4 and 13. Um, it says, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Now, I do believe that this is the NIT, NLT version, mm-hmm. New Living Translation. Yeah, NLT version. Um, but um, basically, I just said at this point, Jesus was trying to not only prove to the woman that he was talking to, but he was trying to set a fact in place. So the lady he was talking to, I forgot what it said she was. She was a Samaritan. A Samaritan. A Samaritan. She was a Samaritan. And um, as he was trying to like, basically, like he was talking to her first, he started out um, asking her, hey, could you like fetch me some water out the well? And he was at this, this well in particular was the well of Jacob, Mm -hmm. the one that Jacob sat there and named. Um, And he's like, hey, can you give me some water out the well? And the lady I don't know why she was just so, she was like real stuck up and rude. The only reason she was stuck up and rude was because during this time, Jews and Samaritans were like mortal enemies. So like the Samaritan was surprised that Jesus was bold enough to even try to start a conversation with her. That's what she said. She was like, who are you a Jew to be asking me to fetch something for you? And when you think about that, it's really nasty and rude. No, for real. And he's like, give me some water. (laughs) But anyway. One thing about Jesus, he gonna match energy. <laughs> Do you not know who I am? But anyhow, he was like, um, <clears throat> so the lady mentioned, she was like, well, this this well was, you know, basically set here by our great ancestor, Jacob. <clears throat> and she was like, um, she was like, could you even offer anything better than what Jacob offered us with this well and things of this sort? And Jesus was like, and he said, he, I, I, could, I could, could think he'd be like, does she not know who I am? Like, <laughs> her? 
But his way of basically getting <clears> this point <throat> across was he said, basically he said, what you have and what I have to offer is not comparable. My water sustains you. And that's what I got when he said, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I will, I will, I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a, f- a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. So he's saying that what man gives you and what God gives you is two totally different calibers. So what man gives you is temporary. It doesn't last long. It isn't going to sustain you. But what God gives you mm-hmm. is going to sustain you. And with that, that comes from salvation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was very important to mention because a lot of times we look at salvation and we don't see salvation as what it truly is. We just say like, oh, I'm saved. Or, you know, you're just saying saying like you're saved or whatever. But salvation is, is the lifestyle of a Christian. Mm-hmm. The true lifestyle of a Christian. <clears throat> and another thing I wrote just to back that up was I was saying that salvation is believing. Mm-hmm. Believing in God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Believing is not just verbal, but it is based on your actions. Believing is trusting God at his word. Believing is being obedient to his word. Lukewarm is not fully believing in his word, which it in its entirety is not true salvation. So basically with that is I'm saying... You cannot truly be saved dipping your water in the world. Mm-hmm. To be saved is to be completely holy. To be saved is to be holy, to be not worldly. Apart. To be set apart. To set be apart. set apart. Michaela, to be set to apart. To be set apart. Period. Um, but I said believing is sacrificing <clears throat> those things of the world in order to truly be saved by God. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like Jesus is trying to say, mm-hmm. you have to be able to accept or you have to be able to accept my water to truly not be thirsty again mm-hmm. and to not, you know, <clears throat> not grow weary. Yeah. And the first step to really being saved, um, I feel like it's important to highlight when we say being saved, we're being saved from the um, destiny that was predestined for us mm-hmm. before birth. Um when we were born, we're all born into sin because mm. Adam and Eve introduced this to us. Right. Um, we're born into sin if we do not take that step into believing who Jesus said he is, mm-hmm. believing God who for, God for who he says he is. Right. Then um, our destiny is um, a fiery lake mm. um, being tormented by demons for all of eternity. Yeah. But Jesus' sacrifice... And God's grace has um, bridged that gap for us, so we're we're able to become co-heirs to the kingdom of God. Right. We're able to sit at the right seat or the right hand of God mm-hmm. when that time comes. Right. And I think it's important for those who aren't saved that want to become saved. Um, in Romans, in Romans ten, verse nine through ten, it says. If you can confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Mm-hmm. That's all God needs from you right. in order to be saved from the fate that we have being born into the world. So if you want to be saved, just take some time out today. Say, God, I believe I believe that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for me. And I believe that you rose him, rose him up on the third day. That's all he needs from you. I do want to say that he needs to hear that from you, but he you need to show him that as well. Because mm-hmm. God is different. Oh, 
And that goes to my other example. So I brought in here, I said I love Jesus <clears throat> because he taught by action. And I'm one of those people, like, I emphasize action so much because I hear so many people talk this, talk that. I, I love God. Some people with God first and they um, bio and then they profile pictures of them with the middle finger up. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but I said that God was very hands-on with his disciples. Mm. He allowed them to perform things to show them who he was and who they were in him. And I think that is so powerful because within salvation, God gave us, or G- Jesus both, God the same. God gave us um, the Holy Spirit when he, when he granted us salvation. Mm-hmm. So with salvation came the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? And that, and that gave us the power to do the things that Jesus did. And I think that's just very important that Jesus made it very apparent with his disciples that, hey, I'm, I'm God, but the power that I have can be in you too mm-hmm. if you just believe and follow me. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I'm really, 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 I don't know what the word I want to say is, but I really believe that you should also show your belief with action. Yeah. Because there's so many people that says, I'm Christian and I, I, I believe in God and this, this, that, and the other, but you following zodiac signs or... <laughs> you rubbing crystals and things of that sort and you can't do both Mm -hmm. or you can't do three you can't do that you can't do the world and the in the christian walk you have to choose one and i feel like truly believing in god is believing solely in god and that's it Mm -hmm. you can't take other man's word for it you can't take other spiritual beings for it god is god and god alone Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's very, very important. I just wanted to bring it up. Yeah, that is so it is beautiful. important. You know, um, taking on that salvation is definitely the first step, but I definitely back up everything Jordan said. Mm-hmm. Um, God is a God of action. He's going to show you better than he can tell you. Yeah. And he expects the same from his children. Mm-hmm. So um, being saved, um, receiving that salvation, that's definitely the first step. Romans 10. Definitely the first step. But... Then comes the second step. You walk in the walk and talking to talk. Yeah, you can't for sure. just you can't just say, "Yeah, I believe in God." And after you take that salvation, you're not walking in your new identity. Right. Your new identity. You're royalty now. Yeah. You're a co heir now. Yeah. And um, as a co heir, as royalty, we have to set the standard for everybody else. Yes. Oh, we have girl. to we have to be set apart we have to live the set apart lifestyle yeah, for sure so yeah taking salvation that's the first step but you definitely need to be about what you accepted yeah for sure i totally totally agree um i had this um john 4 verse 38 um do i want to read that okay so I have to read so I can see because I didn't write the I didn't write the verse down. So um, I had kind of wrote like a summary. But basically, another thing that comes to salvation is a lot of times we don't have to do nearly as much work as a person not of salvation mm-hmm. has to do to get things from God. So in John four thirty four through thirty eight, more specifically verse thirty eight, um, I just wrote Jesus will lead you to the place where the resources are. Where they've already been harvested. And in that in that scripture in particular, if I'm remembering correctly, um, his disciples were with him and they're asking him, and this is after he didn't ask his lady for water and she didn't want to give it to him. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Hey, Jesus, like, when you gonna eat? Like, hey, you want some food? And he's like, No, I don't I don't want any of that food. Like, I already have some food. And they looking like, 
where you get food from? <laughs> like, did you eat already? And Jesus was basically saying, like, the only food that I need is God given. As long as I'm in the will of God and doing the things for God, that's the food I need right mm-hmm. now. Um, but he also went on to say about how there was a field, I think, across a for them, and it was crops. And he said that typically the crops, I think he said, takes four months to truly harvest and like ripen. And he was saying that they were already harvest, harvest and ripe already, so they were ready to be picked. And he basically said that for most, you know, people know you reap what you sow. He said that is true, but he said that sometimes you can reap the things that other people sow. So sometimes people can do the work for you. Sometimes people can can prepare your your throne. Some people can prepare your place for something. Mm-hmm. And I know that's that's really encouraging because a lot of people look at things like, oh, like I need this or, you know, you putting in work somewhere else and whole time God is having somebody else do the work for you so you can just move into that place and move mm-hmm. into that next level. And I think that's very important because it, it comes with that salvation. It yeah. comes with believing and trusting God that even in spite of what I'm doing and if it's not looking how I want it to, you have somebody on the back burner doing everything for me. You have somebody doing all the work for me just for me to fall in a place where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that was just so good. The, the moral of what I'm trying to say about salvation is I feel like with salvation becomes or comes favor. Mm. Oh, for sure. And that's that's what it that's what I feel like this gave. Like when you truly believe God, trust God and have faith in, in God and everything that he says and does. The favor comes because mm-hmm. he's like, OK, you're going to believe I'm going to do it and you're going to give me the glory for it when I give it to you. Mm-hmm. And that is just so powerful. But don't don't let yourself be discouraged. Keep your faith. Trust in God because favor lies within your salvation. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna get the the better end of the stick. It might be a little rocky. You might have to go through a few tests, and it might be a little hard. But you're gonna get the the best end of the stick. You're gonna be the the lender, and not the borrower. You're mm-hmm. gonna be the head and not the tail. You're gonna be a, above and not beneath. And usually when God does things like this, he just wants his glory to be shown through your life. Mm -hmm. He wants your testimony to be powerful and encourage and uplift others. Mm -hmm. Um, There's been so many instances where um, people just have walked into rooms that God God has already prepared for them. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to do nothing. They didn't have to lift a finger. They didn't have to work for anything. But God simply did that because he wanted to know. This is a God thing. Like mm-hmm. they didn't have anything to do with right. this. They didn't have anything to do with what I produced here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he does that with a lot of us today because, you know, it's hard to, you know, just keep fighting the fight, blah, blah, blah. And um, to just know God promised you something. Right. And you're going through all these trials, spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. And when it finally happens, like, you know exactly who did it. Like, you know it wasn't from your own hand. Right. You know God had a hand on it the entire time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's, like, one of the main reasons why, like, so many of us experience those, like, troubling times. Because God just wants his glory to be revealed from the um, product of what right. you went through. Right. And, you know, we read something in, in John the other day during our Bible study where um, when Jesus was like, they said, Jesus, go do something. And he was like, no, because I don't want them to think it was of man. I want them to think it was of God. Mm. And I just think that just tied in perfectly what you just said about mm-hmm. um, sometimes God will 
move on your behalf just to let you know that you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. It was it only had to be God. Mm-hmm. Y'all had got this one terrible like it it was a wreck and it should have been so much terrible a year ago. Like my car spun off the road and literally like as it spun off the road, it just fell into some trees and like plopped there and like sat there. It was very calm. The whole situation was extremely calm. A car came um, and pulled my car out. I had to pay for towing. I wasn't hurt. I literally drove my car back home like nothing ever happened. And and in that situation, like there was nothing I could believe but God. You know what I'm saying? I could, I had no control over that car. I had no control over what was happening. So that situation alone had no, had no way other than it being God. Mm-hmm. And God is just trying to show you that. Or whenever things aren't going your way or when things aren't in your control, that he He has you and he'll take care of you. And whenever it's not in your control, you have to let him and trust him mm-hmm. that he'll take care of you for him to move on your behalf. Mm-hmm. God's love for us is something that isn't even describable. Yeah. Him giving his one and only son, the only person that has graced the earth that is just, just exactly like him. Mm-hmm giving him up for us to mm-hmm. save us from the hell we were going to be in yeah is just utterly and i can't even speak like when i think about that sacrifice that yeah. god made for us that jesus made for us because he was terrified yeah it's just utterly amazing just knowing that my father in heaven loves me that much. Right. And he loves you that much. Yeah. He's going to do for you like he did for Jesus, mm-hmm. like he's doing for us and everybody that's ever been blessed by him. Mm-hmm. So just just keep the faith. Keep, keep pushing. Faith. Keep trusting God. Keep trusting God Be because encouraged. it's going to turn around in your favor every it will, single time. I every single time, y'all. It's been so many times where I feel like I should have been down. And not only that, while you're trusting in God and while... You are, you know, keeping faith in God. He'll have you at such a peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm -hmm. And you'll be like, all hell is breaking loose in my life right now. And I'm okay. I'm still smiling. I am sleeping. Like, and that's God, y'all. That's that salvation. That comforter in you. That's God. Mm -hmm. I think this is a good place to stop. I do think so, too. This is a great podcast, y'all. Um, if you have any questions concerning salvation, um, just hit us up on our social medias. Jordan will link them below. Um, I want to thank y'all one more time thank so, so much. much for the support on every platform. Mm-hmm. Like y'all are really, y'all are really doing it up. Yeah, like for really sure. doing it up. Also, we did start our Bible study this past Monday. It was totally, it was, it was a great beautiful. experience. Like. Um, I was just so excited that there were so many eager individuals that were wanting a closer relationship with God. That's so good. And we were able to help facilitate that. Yeah. Um, we did have like a lot of new people join. So if you are interested in joining, please reach out to one of us and we will be happy to add you into the group chat so you have all the information. For sure. Um, other than that, any further information that we would be giving will definitely be in the description below. So just look for it or look for that just in case we have any other um details about anything um like i said we do have our like back to eat merch so if you are interested in that feel free to um dm us or contact us through our social medias um other than that i think that's about it thank y'all for watching all right we'll see y'all next week next week